It's time for overtime. You ready? No! In the world of sports, it's all about the playmakers in today's headlines, from locals to the pros, with interviews from local standouts and sports all-stars across the country that will have you talking. Jamal Shedd down to nine. Shedd on the bounce. Shedd the blow by. Shedd driving to the hoop. Underneath for Robert. Two-hand slam. Hear from coaches to players, sports analysts, and broadcasters who are a part of the action every day. Overtime, now with Burt Ramin on ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO, Sioux Falls Sports Leader. Welcome into Overtime. Monday was beautiful. Tuesday was not. Today, it's bright blue sky, sunshine hanging up high in the sky. And we're warming up into the weekend as we march on towards through this hump day edition of Overtime into Thursday, Friday, and everything that the weekend has to offer ahead to all of us sports fans. Thanks for tuning us in, as always, to the Wednesday edition of Overtime. I'm your host, Bert Ramin. You can track me down anytime on Twitter at Bert ESPN, 605-362-3776, always the number to call to weigh in on the show. Today on the program, we'll dive headfirst into NFL free agency, talk about the combine, talk about what's what's ahead in the NFL, all sorts of news and nuggets, drama, and storylines emerging from the combine this week in Indianapolis. We'll be talking Timberwolves, Minnesota Wild, and a little Minnesota Vikings later on in this hour with Lavelle Neal of the Star Tribune. And we'll also deliver you the goods and the opportunity to win big later in our number. Number one, circle it on your calendar, set a timer, whatever you need to do to remind yourself to get in for your chance to win big for the identity crisis today. Brought to you by the original Pancake House. Not only can you score an OPH gift card to get your hands on some of the best breakfast in all of South Dakota and definitely in Sioux Falls, you can also win Northern Sun uh, Conference tournament tickets coming up later on in hour number one. I've got the hookup for your choice of tickets coming up over the weekend. I'll definitely pile it on for the person that can identify today's individual on the identity crisis. Here's your courtesy clue off the jump today. Former NBA basketball player, very notable player with a regional team from around this area. No more hints here off the jump today. Hour number two, headlines and highlights. We'll be talking Yote basketball with USD play-by-play broadcaster John Thayer at around 1220, 1230-ish. We'll talk about Caleb Williams. Is he warming up to the Chicago Bears? Has he always been warm on the Bears. What should the Bears do? Will they trade down? Will they go with Drake May? Maybe Jaden Daniels? Or will it be the obvious? Caleb Williams, number one to Chicago, and everything else falling in line behind that. We'll wrap up the show with some NFL talk, the latest on a potential wide receiver trade target in Devontae Adams, and the good, the bad, the ugly to round out this hump day edition of overtime. First things first, let's talk about your scorecard yesterday. NHL hockey got going. Vegas over Toronto in a big way. 6-2 the final yesterday. Matthews down the slot. Hands it left. Nobody there. Petrangelo on it. Sends it through center. It hops in. Skids into the goal. Petrangelo from Marcheseau. 
and the Knights lead by three. 137 to go in the game. Knights, Knights would actually end up winning by four, 6-2 the final. Vegas' new record, 33-19-7. Elsewhere, Detroit hangs eight on visiting Washington. Final score, 8-3. Red Wings are 33-20-6. Minnesota lost last night to visiting Carolina, 3-2. New record for the Wild, 28-25-6. St. Louis also was upset. They go on the road to lose to Winnipeg, 4-2. And Colorado continues to surge ahead, a 5-1 win over visiting Dallas last night. Falling down, able to get it to Jonathan Drouin. Ranton in between the circles. Ranton back door. Drouin, they score! Tic-tac-toe, and we're up all night to get lucky. <laughs> Love the call there, KKSC. The courtesy of the audio, 5-1 the final. Avs moved their record to 36-19-5. and And lastly, from the NHL last night, took overtime. But Pittsburgh wins in Vancouver 4-3. And Vancouver, look out for these Canucks, 38-16-7. They were the top team in the NHL, but they have struggled lately. They've lost five of their last six contests. Tonight in the NHL, just two games going on. Blue Jackets at Rangers, 6 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus, Blues at Oilers, 7.30 on TNT. College hockey coming up Friday and Saturday. Alaska Fairbanks rolls into town to Midco Arena to take on the Augustana Vikings Friday at 7, Saturday at 6. For tickets, goaugie.com slash hockey tickets. Things were wild in the NBA last night. Dallas led Cleveland late, and Max Struess got his chance to play hero. Cavs out of timeout. Struess into Mobley. Back to Max. Half-court shot. Good! Good! He hit it! Cavs win! This place is going crazy! Absolutely unclued in Cleveland last night. The Cavs win 121-119. to And the coach says this is a win that can spark some momentum for his team. Continues to, you know, boost confidence and create belief in what we're doing and in each other. And that, to me, is what, you know, speaks uh, volumes is like we were down and very easily could have pitched our tent and got ready to go to Chicago tomorrow. Um, but instead, you know, guys figured out a way to dig down and overcome a lot. There was a lot of things down the stretch that they had to overcome that didn't have to do with just basketball. Cavs win the contest over the Mavericks, 121-119. 38-19, the new record for Cleveland. Nobody giving that team respect. Nobody talking about them, but they're currently second in the East, seven and a half games worse than the top team in the entirety of the league in Boston at 46-12. and 12. But Cleveland's won 7 of 10, pretty darn good, very good at home. 20-10, and 10, the overall record there. Cleveland gets a much-needed win. They're 38-19. and 19. Elsewhere, Golden State over Washington last night. Final score there, 123-112 from D.C. Pajemski for Kaminga to Clay. Catch and shoot, right wing, three, Gucci-zimo. Oh, 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 21 for Clay Thompson. Doing his thing in the district. Big night for Thompson, big night for Kaminga, and the Golden State Warriors pick up win number 30 on the season. They move to 30-27. and 27. Elsewhere, Boston demolishes Philadelphia at home, 117-99. Jason Tatum, double-double, nearly a triple-double, 29 points, 11 boards, and 8 assists. New Orleans wins in MSG over the Knicks, 115-92. And the Minnesota Timberwolves win game number 41 on the season. Now he picks. Malachi Graham, a breakaway slam. 
center. He rocks the Spurs. It's a 24-point beatdown late in the third. Minnesota would hang on to a nine-point victory, 114-105. to Anthony Edwards, 34 points in the win. New record for Minnesota, 41-17. and Elsewhere, Detroit gets win number nine on the season, taking care of the Bulls in Chicago, 105-95. to Last, most certainly not least, OKC hangs tough, hangs with the same record as Minnesota with a 112-95 win over visiting Houston and the Milwaukee Bucks, 3-0 since the All-Star break. Dane's got it on the near wing now for Milwaukee. Lillard lobs up to Giannis with a reverse dunk. Dame to the freak who finishes with a reverse jam and the Bucks have their largest lead of 38 points now. Milwaukee wins over visiting Charlotte 123 to 85. New record for Milwaukee 38 and 21. Damian Lillard 23 points, 9 rebounds and 7 assists and again the Bucks 3 and 0 since the concerns out of the All-Star break. Tonight, the NBA Pelicans at Pacers leads off the coverage 6.30 on ESPN. Grizzlies at Timberwolves at 7. Cavs at Bulls 7 o'clock as well. Nuggets are home in Denver to Sacramento at 8 o'clock. And the nightcap on ESPN tonight, Lakers visit the Clippers in L.A. 9 o'clock jump time. You can watch it on ESPN. Men's college hoops last night. Top-rated Houston holds serve against Cincinnati winning 67-59 at home. 7th-rate Kansas cannot say the same. They get upset last night to BYU. Straight away Dallin Hall. This game's been outstanding. Waterman three left side. That's oh! good! <laughs> Noah Waterman for three! Splish splash! BYU jumping out to a late lead there. They'd hang on for an eight-point road win, 76-68. to Here's KU head coach Bill Self. This is who we are. When we're good, we're pretty good and when we're not we're not and you know the thing about it we like we played pitifully tonight but when I say we played pitifully that's also can give the appearance that I'm taking something away from BYU BYU is better than us tonight Kansas 21 and 7 now on the season things continue to get bad in February they can't wait for March in Madison as the Wisconsin Badgers lose yet again falling on the road at Indiana 74 to 70 the Badgers are 18 and 10 10 and 7 in the Big 10 not all too long ago Badgers were atop the Big Ten standings with just one loss. They've now got seven, and most of those have come in the month of February. On the other side of things, Iowa continues their surge, rallying out of an early hole this season. They win against Penn State in Iowa City last night, 90-81. to Hawkeyes are 17-12 and and an even 9-9 and in Big Ten play. Tonight in men's basketball, 11th-rated Auburn visits Tennessee, 6 o'clock on ESPN2. 5th-rated Marquette is home to Providence, 6 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. You got eighth-ranked Iowa State at home at Hilton to Oklahoma, 7 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Creighton's in action playing host to Seton Hall, 8 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. And Minnesota visits 13th-rated Illinois in Champaign. That is an 8 o'clock jump time on the Big Ten Network. NSIC tournament officially gets started on campus sites today for all the teams that are in this play-in play round. USF, as well as Augustana, will play both on the men's and women's side going on tonight. And in to the evening. USF is home to Bemidji State on the men's side. Winner of that one faces off with top-seeded Mankato Saturday at 11 o'clock from the Pentagon. And 7th-ranked Augustana men are home to Wayne State and the winner faces second-seeded Duluth Saturday at 1.30. Women's basketball, 14th-rated Indiana wins at Northwestern, 84-64. And Creighton nearly hangs 100 on Xavier, 99-57 the final. Tonight in women's basketball, third-rated Texas at 20th-ranked Oklahoma, 6 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. You got Iowa State visiting Kansas State in 
Manhattan, 6.30 on ESPN+. Plus, and Iowa at Minnesota, 8 o'clock on Peacock. And for your NSIC tourney, first round at the campus sites. Both USF and Augustana are on the road tonight. USF visits Duluth at 6 o'clock. Winter faces third-ranked Concordia St. Paul Sunday at 7 inside the Pentagon. And 12th-rated Augustana at Southwest Minnesota State, 7.30 tonight. Winter hangs in, uh, will uh, compete against Northern State Sunday at 4.30 inside the Pentagon. News from the National Football League. A lot of talk on the quarterbacks. A lot of talk on the Chicago Bears. Here's Mel Kuyper Jr. on if the Bears should trade Justin Fields. To me, it's a tough call for Ryan Poles. If you get blown away by an offer, it's going to be tough not to take it. I get that. Will he be blown away? Will he? If he's not, then obviously you sit there and say, I'm taking Caleb Williams. Because if it's a push, in my mind, guys, if it's a push, you draft Caleb Williams, you reset the clock, and you trade Justin Fields. Get a two and a four, recoup the two you lost from Montez Sweat, which was a great trade for Ryan Poles, and you move forward. So if you get blown away by an offer, then I think you got to listen to it. Interesting stuff there from Mel Kuyper Jr. I got a Bears fan here that I talk to just about every day here at Results Radio in the morning during prep time. And we were talking about it, and I phrased a question to him. I said, if the Bears didn't have the number one overall pick this year, if the Bears had not traded with the Carolina Panthers last year, they just held the number nine pick in the draft, is there any chance that you would be thinking about moving on from Justin Fields right now if you're Chicago? Certainly you're not blown away by what Justin Fields has done but it's hard to be say that you're uh, entirely disappointed in what Justin Fields has put out there. Pretty darn good young quarterback. Not great yet. Could be down the road. But they do have the top overall pick and an opportunity to take a swing at what many dubbed to be a generational talent in Caleb Williams and some other high-caliber prospects in the likes of Drake May, Jaden Daniels, and a few others up there. J.J. McCarthy might end up being a top-five guy as well. But interesting framing, no matter which way you can go, you can argue, keep Justin Fields, draft Caleb Williams, get rid of Fields, draft Williams, trade down, get rid of Fields. Whatever you want to do for the Chicago Bears, it is muddy, depending upon who you ask, Bear, Bear fans or otherwise, these days. And we still got two months until the NFL draft. More from Mel Kuyper Jr. This on the quarterbacks in the top portion of the draft. Is it Jaden Daniels or is it Drake May as the number two quarterback off the board? It's because of the momentum, and the year he had was spectacular, and, and Drake didn't have that great year, and Drake had three games, Virginia, NC State, and Clemson, that were, as I say, head-scratchers. There were throws that you got to make. He didn't. He couldn't excuse those throws away. But Jaden comes in with momentum. He did everything perfectly. He, he, he dominated the Alabama Crimson Tide defense two years in a row. Nick Saban's defense had no answer for Jaden Daniels. So I think there's a lot to love about Jaden. Jaden Daniels is Kuyper's second-ranked quarterback as of right now. Certainly things could change. We'll see some momentum shifts and everything across the board with the NFL Combine, Pro Days upcoming, interviews, and everything in between. This time of year, awfully fun despite being in the middle of the NFL offseason. NASCAR race is coming up Sunday from Vegas, 2.30 on Fox, and PGA Tour action gets going tomorrow from the Cognizant Classic from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Last year's winner was Chris Kirk. Let's dive into your Bank headlines of the day now with this. It's tournament time for the Augustana men's basketball team as the Vikings play host to Wayne State tonight at 6 o'clock inside the Elman Center. Augustana is the number seven seed in the NSIC tournament while playing their best basketball 
football of the season. As an NSIC tournament contest, tickets must be purchased to attend the game. The NSIC has set ticket prices at $10 for adults and $2 for students. Tickets can be purchased in advance at goaugie.com slash tickets or at the doors of the Elman Center beginning at 5 p.m. on Wednesday. Wayne State enters as the number 10 seed in the tournament. They're 16 and 13, and they've won three straight games. As for the Vikings, they completed their NSIC slate holding a 13-9 record within the conference after starting league action at 1-4. And, and over the final 14 conference games of the year, Augustana went 11-3 as part of their overall record this year of 18-10. Isaac Fink coming off his second NSIC Player of the Week honor while averaging 36 points per game over victories against Northern State and U Mary. In addition, he averaged 10 rebounds per game in those contests as well, giving him nine career double-doubles. Uh, and again, moving forward, it's going to be a uh, 6 o'clock start inside the Elman Center tonight for Augustana. That game against Wayne State. And obviously tickets available as well. You can uh, go to goaugie.com slash live to follow along with the action if you can't make it out in person. The recently third-ranked Oklahoma State softball team had a strong debut on Tuesday as the Cowgirls defeated South Dakota State in a doubleheader 11-2 and 10-0 respectively at Cowgirls Stadium. The Jackrabbits hung tough with the Cowgirls in the first contest. The two sides were scoreless through one frame, but Oklahoma State scored three runs in the second off a two-run homer and an RBI triple. The Cowgirls tacked another run on in the third and a solo home run to make it 4 to nothing. Moving forward, South Dakota State heads to Fayetteville, Arkansas to take part in the Arkansas Classic. The uh, Jackrabbits begin play at the tournament with a 4 o'clock meeting on Thursday against the host Arkansas Razorbacks. Behind a career-high 36 points, 15 assists, also a career-high, and 8 rebounds from Jamari Bouye, the Sioux Falls Skyforce took care of the South Bay Lakers 122-120. to in the final minutes last night from the UCLA Health Training Center, Bouye's compiled four straight double-doubles in five of his last eight games for Sioux Falls. Heat two-way player Cole Swider posted his 10th straight game of 19-plus points with 26 points last night as well as 10 rebounds. It also marked his third double-double in the last four games. And Miami two-way player Jamal Kane had 21 points and 15 rebounds in his 10th appearance with the team this season. Up next for the Sky Force, they end a four game West Coast road trip on Thursday with a tip-off slated for 1 o'clock Central Time against the Ontario Clippers. Byron Buxton patrolled center field. That's right. Byron Buxton patrolled center field for the Minnesota Twins for the first time in 554 days yesterday. Healthy after two consecutive seasons ended with knee surgeries. The 2022 All-Star made his spring training debut at bat and, most importantly, in the field as the Twins tied the Phillies 3-3 three three in action yesterday from spring training. Aside from a seven-inning appearance at AAA St. Paul on a rehab assignment last summer, Buxton hadn't played center field since injuring himself while diving for a ball in August of 2022. The 2017 Rawlings Platinum Glove winner, given the best overall defender in each league, appeared in 85 games for the Twins last year, but only as a DH because his right knee 
wasn't fully healthy. Twins manager Rocco Baldelli saying, great to see him flying around the field. He's looked good all spring. He looks strong and he looks explosive right now. Good day for him and a good day for all of us. The 30-year-old Buxton has not appeared in 100 games in a season since 2017 when he played 140. Second overall pick back in 2020's amateur draft made his major league debut in 2015 and has not made it through a full season without landing on the injured list. Minnesota Twins, their fans and the uh, greater state of Minnesota hoping that that changes this season as things trending out to be pretty positive for Byron Buxton from spring training hopefully into the start of the season and beyond former Minnesota Vikings quarterback has a new deal if all goes well for the Bengals this year they won't have Jake Browning taken any snaps at quarterback but they do want him on hand in the event of an emergency they took care of ensuring he'll be playing for them yesterday the team announced that they've tendered Browning and long snapper Cal Adamitis contracts as exclusive rights free agents neither player will be able to talk to other teams so the tender ensures they'll be around when the team gets back to work Browning took over as the Bengals starter after Burrow suffered a season-ending wrist injury last year, going for 12 touchdowns against seven interceptions over seven starts. Browning uh, originally started his career with the Minnesota Vikings, short stint in the Twin Cities, and uh, was part of a resurgent Bengals squad for a moment in the absence of Joe Burrow. Uh, Definitely not a playoff team with Jake Browning, but he had showed some good things last season. He will be back in the fold as the team's backup quarterback. The Kansas City Chiefs are making a move as of this morning, and they're moving on from wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN reports that Kansas City is releasing the veteran wide receiver. Valdez-Scantling infamously struggled with drops throughout the regular season this past year, but he made several key plays in the postseason, including catching a deep pass to effectively end the AFC Championship game and also caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Marquez Valdez-Scantling bags a couple Super Bowl rings in his short stint with Kansas City, but he will be a free agent moving forward. And with the release, the fifth-round pick of the 2018 draft, the Kansas City Chiefs will save $12 million against the cap this season. Those are your Reliant Bank headlines of the day here for hour number one. When we come back, we'll talk to you about those aforementioned NFL free agents, Pro Football Talk, and many other publications has begun to put out rankings lists of the top 10, top 20, top 50, top 100 free agents that are available this offseason. We'll let you know just how many Minnesota Vikings are on this list. And yeah, Kirk Cousins is right up there near the top. We'll let you know where he ended up, where Dalton Reisner is, any Packers, Broncos, or Chiefs are on the list as well. Your top 100 NFL free agents coming up next on this Wednesday edition of Overtime. Sometimes humorous, sometimes serious, but most of the time entertaining. This is Overtime with Burt Ramin on ESPN 102.3 and AM 1000 KSOO, Sioux Falls Sports Leader. Right back with you. It is the Wednesday Hump Day edition of Overtime. I'm your host, as always, Bert Ramin. Appreciate you tuning us in. ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO. 
For whatever reason, sometimes things fall through the cracks over here. I'm just now getting around, as in this past break, getting around to tabulating the winner for the Friday Parlay. Congratulations to Troy on Twitter. He takes home the prize pack this week. Each and every week, we got the Friday Parlay posted up on Friday. Usually, winner announced on Monday. Don't know why it slipped my mind this week, but Troy is our outright winner. Congratulations. Post is going out here momentarily. And we'll get your prize pack available for pickup as always right here on the southwest side of Sioux Falls. Our offices, our studios, 57th and Louise behind Vern Idy. Let's talk NFL here briefly. We'll be talking with Lavelle Neal of the Star Tribune about the Minnesota Wild, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Minnesota Timberwolves coming up here in just a few minutes on the show. When the NFL opens play next season, Dallas Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones, the son of Jerry Jones, who's a member of the competition committee, expects a change in the kickoff rule. Jones said he anticipates the committee to present to ownership in the spring meetings a one-year alternative that'll make returns part of the game once again. During the week, different options were presented, including the XFL model in which the kicking team lined up at the opponent's 35 and the return team is lined up at the 30 with only the kicker and returner allowed to move until the ball is touched. Of the 2,700 kickoffs this past year, only 587 were returned in the National Football league over 1900 touchbacks and 92 fair catches a handful of special teams coaches were involved in the meetings this week including cowboys coach john fossil who said he likes the old xfl rule i think everybody wants something different jones said they don't want a ceremonial play they want it to be a real play and we just got to do it in a way that's safe for the players so you don't have the injury rate that we've had in the past a change is needed with the injury concerns you can't have these crazy high velocity collisions it's safe to say that the NFL has just about legislated the traditional kickoff. It used to be one of the more exciting plays on an NFL Sunday out of the game. Something's got to change. we got to use our imagination. You can't get rid of it entirely, I don't think. But some change to avoid the high-velocity collisions while also getting up the excitement and also not having the drive start from the exact same yard line every time you trot out on the field. The Pro Football Talk at NBCSports.com is one of many publications releasing their NFL Top 100 free agent list. Could be Top 50, could be Top 50 for your team. Here's the Top 10 from Pro Football Talk. Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones more than likely will be back with Kansas City, but he's your top-ranked free agent this offseason. Second to Chris Jones is the guy that many would like to see back in Minnesota, but Kirk Cousins might not be. Jaguars edge rusher Josh Allen, not that Josh Allen, but Josh Allen, the pass rusher, is the third-ranked uh, free agent this offseason. And the fourth-ranked free agent recently got locked up at least for a year. Bengals wideout T. Higgins. You got Ravens defensive tackle Justin Matabuke. Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson. Bucks safety Antoine Winfield. Panthers edge rusher Brian Burns. Dolphins defensive tackle Christian Wilkins. And Kansas City Chiefs cornerback Legereus Need all in the top 10. Other big names just outside of the top 10. Mike Evans, Daniil Hunter, Colts receiver Michael Pittman, Jets edge rusher Bryce Huff, and Buccaneers quarterback Baker Mayfield. Other area prospects on this list, other area free agents on the list, Broncos center Lloyd Cushenberry ranks in the high 30s. Chiefs linebacker Drew Tranquil, 59th. Broncos linebacker Iowa alum Josie Jewell is the 62nd 
ranked free agent, according to Pro Football Talk. He got Vikings guard Dalton Reisner, Vikings linebacker Jordan Hicks on this list, and no Green Bay Packers. I don't really have an issue with that, but my big issue is not that A.J. Dillon isn't on the list, not that John Runyon Jr. isn't on the list. It's the fact that a two-time back-to-back all-pro kick returner and pretty darn good nickel corner is not on the list. Keyshawn Nixon a huge slight on his career and his ability and what he could bring to another team if it's not the Green Bay Packers, not on the top 100 free agents list from Pro Football Talk. We take the break back with Lavelle Neal of the Star Tribune next here on Overtime. You want more of Overtime? Podcast free with the app or online at ESPN Sioux Falls. Overtime with Burt Ramin on ESPN 102.3 and AM 1000 KSOO. Right back with you on this Wednesday edition of Overtime. It's time we take a trip out to our east and out to the Twin Cities. Joining us now on the ESPN Hotline, Lavelle Neal. Of the Star Tribune, set to join us now. Lavelle, always a blast to get to get caught up with you. How you been these days? I've uh, been doing great. You know, we uh, got spring training. Baseball season's around the corner, so, you know, things can be better. Let's talk a little bit about baseball first things first. I teed it up. We're going to talk to you about the T-Wolves, the Wild, and the Vikings, but i got to talk twins here, man. What did you make of the trade earlier this week, and what are, what are some observations for you from spring training thus far for Minnesota? Well, the Twins definitely were looking for um, – a right-handed hitting outfielder. Yeah, they've been in the market you now all, all the entire offseason. You know, Adam Adam Duvall got mentioned. A couple other guys got mentioned. A reunion, a reunion with Michael Taylor uh, was mentioned as well. But um, we ended up getting a guy who uh, apparently had their eye on for most of the offseason, Emmanuel Margot. And uh, he's a very credible defensive player uh, who you know, historically has never quite figured out how to hit. He's, you know, functional at the plate. Um but they wanted some cover in the outfield and uh, they, cause they had a good thing last year with Michael A. Taylor and uh, they decided to go with, with Margot. Plus the Dodgers were closing in on uh, bringing back Kike Hernandez, who was also a Twins target. So um, to help the, to facilitate the deal, the Dodgers sent the Twins like $6 million. So the P- Twins are paying $4 million, uh, basically for Margot, who's, originally scheduled to make uh, 10 and uh, the Dodgers are also going to pay for the buyout uh, next year for his uh, 2025 option. So um, it's funny because Kike signed with the Dodgers for 4 million. So both outfielders <laughs> are making 4 million uh, this year. So we can see how the, the buy play was going on between those two teams as far as uh, who was going to play for who, but Margot gives him an incredible guy coming off the bench. Uh, he can, you know, he can, if he had to, he could play four or five times a day, a week. Um, but just, you know, he's going to hit about 250, 260. He'll be functional at the plate. Not great while giving you good defense. And this means that, you know, Austin Martin, who the Twins talked about is having an outside chance of making a roster as a backup infielder and outfielder because they like the way he plays center. This probably cements his uh, start of the season in St. Paul. So, um you know, they added a veteran guy um, who's capable, and they hope he can help up the roster. 
And obviously it's an interesting move and one that'll uh, provide some depth for the Minnesota Twins. Just getting going with spring training. Let's talk T-Wolves now, though, as we're talking with Lavelle Neal of the Star Tribune. You can find his work at StarTribune.com, the physical paper, or on Twitter at Lavelle Neal. Uh, let's talk about the T-Wolves. I know that everybody wants to talk about the cohesion that uh, occurs this year every single night as opposed to last year. It seemed like a lack of cohesion mixed in with some injury concerns. Outside of that apparent uh, big-time change from last year to this year, what do you think has been different this year for Minnesota that has led to them being in this top spot in the West, or at least tied atop the West right now? I think Gobert coming into the program for a second year helps. He had a chance to see how things were last year. He wasn't 100% physically. And, you know, the Twins' dream of, I'm sorry, the Wolves' dream of having a Twin Tower for a format really didn't come to fruition that much last year because of injury. So, um, Car Anthony Towns and, and Gobert had a chance to be on the court a lot together, and they've kind of found their what they found their their respective niches in the offense, and that's been huge for this team. Uh, I also think that you know Nas Reed may be one of the best six men in the league. Uh, he can come in hit three pointer. Um, he can play center. He can play forward. He can rebound, and there's nights where he can pop up on you and score twenty points a game. I think he's his contributions cannot be. Uh, underrated, uh, overrated, and uh, at all, um, and uh, you know, Nikhil Alexander Walker has found uh, ways to contribute. Um, got a little shooting for the, on the perimeter, so I think a lot of things have fallen into place for this team. But the fact that they wanted to play defense and hold themselves responsible for not playing defense, I think that's really helped them, and that's going to be something that's going to serve them going forward as these games get more important. Because you know, once you get in the postseason. They're going to try to find ways to scheme Carl Anthony Towns out of games and scheme Gobert out of games. And you're going to have to fall your bench and fall your your strong defense to carry the day. Lavelle Neal's our guest here, Wednesday edition of Overtime, ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSO. We're talking Minnesota Timberwolves right now. How important is it for this team to retain the top spot heading into the postseason? If it's not important, if it is, regardless, I need to get a, a common-sense approach to this postseason and the rooting guide. What is a realistic finish for Minnesota this year? Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, OKC's not a, not a, no slouches. You got, the, the, you got Denver uh, as a defending champion. Uh, the Clippers uh, look rejuvenated because Kawhi and, and Paul George are staying on the court more. Um, it's going to be quite a haul, but as long as they you know, finish in the top two, two or three spots in the spots in the West, it's going to be great. I know from just the fan standpoint, it will be tough to handle because the Wolves have pretty much led the Western Conference for most of the year, so it will be pretty neat if they could carry that out. But, I mean, it's hard. I mean, they won they – won, uh, what forty? What was it? Forty of their first sixty games. I yep. mean, that's ridiculous, and um, that's just hard to maintain. And now teams are rounding in the form, uh, and teams are are definitely not going to take Minnesota lightly. They're going to come at them with their best now. Um, so the guy continue to get better and has to continue to make the improve in his decision making. And when should he be selfish and hunt for baskets? And when should he, should he involve with other teammates? Uh, hopefully, Mike Conley. Uh, who signed for next year, which is a plus, uh, continues to be kind of like the old wise soul in, in that clubhouse and on the court to kind of keep these guys' heads uh, on straight. So we'll see. Minnesota Timberwolves winners last night against San Antonio, 114-105. Anthony Edwards, 34 points in the win. Let's talk about the Minnesota Wild a little bit, Lavelle, as we're talking with Lavelle Neal of the Star Tribune. 
Pretty good rebound from the start of the season that was nothing short of disaster for Minnesota. They're hanging around in the postseason race. They got 62 points, and as of right now, they would need six more to be tied for the final playoff spots in the West. Any chance you see that happening, or is Minnesota just going to hang around 500? I don't know. I mean, they they got off to they got off to a fast start coming out of the All Star break, but it's just so hard to maintain that type of momentum, especially in hockey. You know, um, they uh, you know like last night, um, you know, they ran into a Carolina Hurricanes team that was looking for their sixth consecutive win, and um, Kaprizov didn't show up, Boldy didn't show up, Hartman, Zuccarello, you didn't see them impacting the game very much. And the Hurricanes, who are a better team, you know, were able to prevail, and they're going to run into that. Um, when you dig yourself, when you dig a hole like like the Wild has, it's tough to rebound from, man. Because you think you win a couple games, like okay, we're winning two points um, on the last wild card spot, but then the other teams are playing too, and other teams have may have games in hand. And uh, on days you're not playing, uh, they may be playing and winning, so that two turns into four, can turn into six, so. They have to pretty much play out of their minds the rest of that boy, and I don't know if they have that in them. I think they they're better they're a better team than when they were at the start of the season, but I I don't know uh, if they got what it takes to get it got enough to get into the postseason. And to be honest with you, uh, what would that mean getting the postseason and then yeah uh, you know you're like an AC or whatever? What does that do for you? You know. Absolutely true. Minnesota Wild right now, 28, 25, and 6. They do have the best record in the Western Conference over their last 10 games at 7, 2, and 1, but certainly have an uphill battle to reach the postseason this year, trailing both Nashville and the LA Kings currently for the final wild card spots within the Western Conference. Lavelle, I love talking Vikings with each and every person that I can. I wanted to get your opinion on Kirk Cousins and also. When it comes to realistic options at quarterback in the NFL draft, what's the lean lately in your mind for the probability of Kirk being back? And who's your favorite, most realistic quarterback that the Vikings could land in late April? Well, the, the thing about Kirk is that you know he's probably he's going to like probably multiple years of guarantee money. I don't know if the Vikings are prepared to do that again with him, um, and so I expect him to go out in the market and see what's out there. And maybe he comes back to the Vikings and and makes. You know, it makes a, uh, a concession, and they're able to work out a deal. But man, some of these teams have been snow snake bit at the quarterback position for years. They're going to be pretty desperate uh, to. Uh, they're going to be desperate to uh, solve that problem. Um, like uh, Pittsburgh is a mess. You know, the, yep. the Patriots are a mess. And they got teams there who may be willing to up, give them multiple uh, years guaranteed uh, to sign Kirk. Um, you know, Kirk said that money isn't the the big thing, uh, isn't uh, the main thing. But you know what? To me, it's a big thing still. Uh, he wants structured. He wants to know how the money's structured. You know, so it comes down to money. You know, how much can he get? Yeah. So, and he's been a guy who's pretty much maxed out his worth when he has been available through the years. So, um, I think it's gonna be uphill climb. So that means, who do you want to quarterback <laughs> the Vikings next year? If you can, I think they're gonna have to draft one, and. Um, they could shock the world and take uh, someone like JJ McCarthy, who comes, who you know, who's highly regarded. He doesn't have the big numbers uh, because you know uh, uh, Michigan had Blake Corum run the ball over people's throat, run, run the ball on the people's throat, so he didn't have to. So JJ didn't have to throw a lot, uh, but he processes the game well, has a good arm, can move. He's an athlete. Um, Bo Nix. My, uh, Michael Penix, I don't know. I'm starting to think that 
the Vikings are not going to be able to work things out with Kirk, and they're going to be forced to use that first-round pick on a quarterback. So stay tuned on that one. And that, you know, and then you know they get a quarterback on a rookie contract, then they can turn Justin Jefferson and say, okay, there's thirty million a year. You know, be the highest-paid non-quarterback in the league, and uh, and move forward. And obviously, it's a busy offseason for Minnesota. A lot of decisions to make. That's a wide-ranging update across the Minnesota Twin City sports scene. Lavelle Neal, the Star Tribune. Check him out on Twitter, at Lavelle Neal. StarTribune.com, the work there. Lavelle, always a blast, my friend. We'll do it again here soon. All right, take care. All right, that's Lavelle Neal of the Star Tribune. And you got to echo the sentiment there. There is a lot of options, not only in the NFL draft, but in free agency at quarterback for Minnesota. My gut feeling, honestly, as a Packer fan, continues to change day in and day out. You see Kirk Cousins, the way he handles himself, some of the sound bites of the past where he said, I always wanted to be a one-team quarterback I didn't get the chance to do that with Washington. Now I can be a two-team quarterback. I don't think that dude wants to be a three-team quarterback in his career, but certainly certain times over the last week or so, you feel like Kirk Cousins is for sure gone. Then you see other things happen where the Vikings might uh, bring him back, and that would give him a good shot to win and maybe still draft a quarterback in the first two rounds coming up in late April. It's a tough puzzle to piece together for each and every NFL team. And the Vikings have a big decision to make at the game's most important position. Coming up next, we round out our number one with the identity crisis brought to you by the original Pancake House. We're going to do it a little differently today. I'm going to unleash all the hints for you out of the break, and it'll be first come, first serve after that last hint is dropped. You can dial us up 605-362-3776. A former NBA player is today's identity crisis. You got to tell me who it is after I deliver those five clues. If you get it right... You can go ahead and call yourself the winner of a gift card to the original Pancake House, as well as tickets to the upcoming NSIC basketball conference tournaments. That and more coming up next on this Wednesday edition of Overtime. Stream us online, stream us on the app. Streaming now, Overtime with Burt Ramin on ESPN 102.3 and AM 1000 KSOO, Sioux Falls Sports Leader. Love winners here on Overtime each and every Wednesday on the show. It's the Identity Crisis brought to you by the original Pancake House. For the very best in breakfast, visit OPH in Sioux Falls off of 41st Street. And here is a life hack, a time-saving hack for your busy weekend. If you're heading out for great pancakes at OPH, visit OriginalPancakeHouseSiouxFalls.com. That's OriginalPancakeHouseSiouxFalls.com. You can join the wait list before you're on the way, right when you're on the way. They'll give you an estimated time. You can also customize your seating. If you're a dad, a parent like me, you can go ahead and type in, we'd like a booth, we'd like a high chair, whatever you need. OriginalPancakeHouseSiouxFalls.com has you covered on your way to OPH for a great breakfast each and every time. It's the Identity Crisis this week. I got Northern Sun Conference tournaments up for grab, tickets up for grabs, as well as an OPH gift card. Let's do it. It's time for today's Identity Crisis here on Overtime. I don't know. Who are you? Me? I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Well, this is exhausting. Let's see if you can tell us the sports figure we're talking about in today's identity crisis on Overtime. 
As we said, going to break, we're doing it a little bit differently today. I'm going to give you your five clues right now. Then you can dial us up, 605-362-3776, the number to dial, 605-362-3776. Here are your clues. Courtesy clue off the jump today for the show, a former NBA basketball player. Not a nobody, definitely a somebody, especially in Milwaukee. Here are your clues. This player wore number 22 his entire NBA career. This player played the position of shooting guard, went to Ohio State University, played from 2000 to 2012, and played most of his career for Milwaukee and one year at the end of his career with the Phoenix Suns. A one-time All-Star, over 11,500 career points, which is good for sixth in Milwaukee Bucks franchise history. Caller number one, you're on with us. It's the identity crisis. Who am I talking about today? I just happen to be an Ohio State fan. Uh, I used to love him in NBA 2K. Oh, you're going to get this. Michael, Michael Red. That is correct. That is correct. What's your first name, my winner? My name is Bob. Bob, I appreciate the call. Bob, hang on, hold. I'll grab your info for you as we go to break. Michael Red, that was too easy for Bob, an Ohio State fan, a guy that followed him there, followed him into the NBA. Michael Red, really good player, not an all-time great by any means, just a one-time All-Star, 11,554 career points. I thought he'd be, frankly, higher in Milwaukee Bucks franchise history, but with the emergence of Giannis and several other big-name players of the past, Michael Red Red is sixth all-time in Milwaukee Bucks history in scoring. One season in Phoenix for the remainder of his career. Total points just shy of 12,000. 19 points per game, three rebounds per game, two assists per game for Michael Red. Also won gold at the 2008 Beijing Olympics for the United States. Michael Red, not an all-time great, but he's our identity crisis today. Congratulations to Bob. He had it too easy. Felt like the question was made for him. Him today as an Ohio State fan, and I got to appreciate it. Bob did not come on the show and say, I'm a fan of the Ohio State University as a Wisconsin guy. I would have hung up on you, Bob. Just kidding. Congratulations on the win. I'll get you hooked up with tickets as well as a gift card to the original Pancake House coming up next here on the show. We take the break. Headlines and highlights are ahead. Also, USD Coyote men's basketball talk with play-by-play broadcaster John Thayer in store for our number two. We take the break back after this with more of Overtime.